stigma that, oh, you know, I don't know if I can keep up in class. I don't know if I can do that high intensity workout. That sounds intimidating. Uh, but once we bring somebody in, that's, you know, my favorite part about the job is, is bringing that person in that's 50, 60 or 20 and has never worked out and being like, I don't know if I can keep up with these people. And like, Let, you know, it's, it's you versus you today. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, you're, you find your you find your pace and that's that's what we're going to do today. Yep. All right, everyone, welcome to Here for the Health of It podcast. I'm Dr. Randy. I'm here with Dr. Tom. Thanks for tuning in to Columbia's hottest podcast. Um, we are episode 87 today. You took a risk there. How did you know that number for sure? I'm throwing that out there. I Brett told me that it was 87. Okay. I thought it was 88. <laughs> Um, we were talking about Eric Lindros earlier. You know who nice. that is? Hockey oh. player. Oh, yeah. Famous number 88. Okay. Um, anyway, we have Drew Mobley, uh, big name on this podcast. First ever podcast, too, he said. It's exciting. So you're the owner of Basecamp Fitness, which is a, a pretty big name now. I, it came onto the scene a couple of years ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah we uh, started franchising in 2021. 21. Yes. Cause I, because I remember patients first starting to come in saying, I used to go to this gym and now I'm going to base camp. And yeah. Have you tried base camp? Have you done base camp yet? And then we did an entire team event at, at base camp. And then after that, we've had all kinds of team members there all the time. And yep. base camp's like a regular word in the Topic. CFC yeah. vocabulary. Um, and you're also the owner of Anytime Fitness on Divine Street too, which I know you've had that for 12 or 13 years now, I believe. Um, so anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. So maybe let's start with the fitness world, I guess, how you got into it and why you're there. Because I, I feel like a lot of people who are into fitness want to own a gym. It seems like a big thing where you see someone who's fit and they're like, oh, I want to quit my job and I want to open my own gym and have my own place. Totally. And I think there's this idea that it's e- maybe not easy, but it's glamorous, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't always the case, I don't think. Yeah. So maybe maybe walk us through how you got into this. Totally. Um so uh, right into college, I uh, went to USC and uh, pursued an exercise science degree and uh, thought about going the physical therapy route, uh, which leads into to the fitness space and health. Uh, and then uh, thought about pharmacy. My dad's a pharmacist, so I thought about going that route. Um, I did go to grad school for exercise science, so I do have a master's in exercise science. Um, during my master's program, I got certified to be a personal trainer and uh, really had a passion at that point for working out health and fitness, uh, saw an opportunity with personal training to make a difference in people's lives physically. And uh, that really seemed to, to interest me a lot. So that's while I was in school, I uh, headed to uh, a local gym, uh, Columbia Athletic Club back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, who owns that? Uh, the Coley Brown, Coley Brown. senior okay. on that okay. yeah, at the time. And uh, ended up transitioning to Gold's gym. But yeah, okay. uh, so anyway, started personal training. Uh, long story short, um, Anytime Fitness fell in my lap uh, while I was in uh, grad school. And the guy that owned it is was a, a local owner, but wasn't operating the club day to day. And so um, he found uh, my wife now, and uh, we were dating at the time, and uh, brought her over to kind of run the club and uh, and then brought me in as a package deal to say, hey, can, I know you do some personal training, so why don't you just come over with her and y'all run the show. And and so her long-term goal was not to be necessarily in that space, but it just so happened she was transitioning jobs. So uh, long story short, me and her ended up running that facility for him for about 18 months. And during that period, I, I got to see the inner workings of uh, a business, yeah. a fitness which kind of opened my eyes and, and through uh, being self-taught and just seeing the ebb and flow of the day come in, I realized like, Hey, you can, you can do this. Uh, and so, uh, uh, graduated, um, grad school in, uh, 2010 in August. And then I purchased that anytime fitness in uh, October of 2010. So I was 24 and, um, uh, I just had to look at myself in the mirror and say, you'll figure this out. Right. 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 <laughs> so, uh, you've gotten this far. And, um, so, uh, it was really full steam ahead and just, you know, um, said, Hey, this is, this is the best of both worlds and just really found 
my passion. Um, I love fitness, but I love the business side of it. And I said, hey, this is this awards me the opportunity to to be involved in both sides. That's amazing. I mean, because we we were talking before the show on how that that's how we first met. I opened up Columbia Family Chiropractic October 2010, uh, October 20th. And I remember when I first moved here, it was August, and I just went everywhere I possibly could that was in the health space and met you. And you were it was you were impressive because it was like he, here's a guy same age getting into similar sort of space, and we were it was exactly it's like we got to figure this out. Did you grow up here? So I grew up in Lancaster, South Carolina, okay. about sixty miles um, north. So didn't really you didn't really know many people here at that time, right? Yeah. So. I, Actually, uh, undergrad, I did two years at uh, University of South Carolina in Lancaster, and then I transitioned up here and was here about a year and a half, yeah. and then went to grad school. Um, so knew some friends that had traveled up here, but you know my family is not from here. I've got gotcha. some cousins, but correct, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like, it was just show up and put in the work to to grow these things, which was pretty wild. And and it was it's funny because I think back like I, you let me do health screenings and you just gave me like a swab to the to the gym and he was, you were just like yeah come in whenever you you sat down and you were like this is when the peak times are when people can come in and it was awesome for me because it was just like it got me in front of people to start talking about chiropractic totally. so I pre thank you I don't yeah. know if I've ever thanked you for that but thank yeah. you for getting things rolling for thanks me. for reminding me of yeah. that <laughs> so. But walk me through buying the gym because I'm you're 24 years old. Totally. You're you're like all right. I I'm decided I want to buy this gym. Yeah. And Anytime Fitness is a kind of a big national brand, right? Sure. So huge. There's some corporate stuff. There's some red tape. Yeah. And even when I think about doing some of that stuff, because I've got some friends who own like a Chick Fil A and things like that. There's so much corporate stuff that yeah. you have to go through. Just, I mean, just to really open, and then they have a whole bunch of rules that you kind of have to follow afterwards. Totally. So I think one thing that was extremely helpful that was kind of on my side, the the owner at the time of the club was a uh, his actual full time job was a business broker. So he had got into Anytime Fitness kind of in the infancy of its franchise back in 2000, maybe five and six. And so um, with his help, he was able to kind of help navigate it and go, hey, here's how we can do it. Um, you know, I list and sell businesses and um you know, the, uh, there's a lot of, uh, legality to it as well. And, and he, he kind of helped me walk through that. And, um, the, the brand has anytime fitness has grown tremendously since 2010, right. as far as number of units and locations. So as they've grown, they've gotten, uh, you know, the cost has gone up. And so, uh, really being in at the right time awarded me the opportunity to, um, you know, uh, not get in over my head, be able to survive. I kind of knew the, the numbers cause I've been in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, uh, that was extremely helpful from, uh, buying the, buying the business. Yeah. And maybe tell, tell the audience a little about statistics, like gym statistics. What are the lifelines or numbers that you're looking at to make sure right. that, that, that <clears throat> things are operating and, and doing well? Totally. So, uh, you know, you have retention and attrition, right? And the goal is more people to stay and you don't have to get as many people. But the reality is that people leave the gym for various reasons. Um, I think, you know, quickly what I found out is to reduce, you know, and, and the industry standard is, is ever changing, but um, you're probably looking at somewhere along the lines of, you know, over half of your members leaving when they mm -hmm. sign up for, for a membership. And so what, uh, what I quickly found out was, you know, part of this business is just building relationships, right. Yeah. And, and building those sticky relationships that lead to, uh, them staying at your facility longer, uh, having a clean place, like taking care of the place and, um, you know, making them feel welcomed when they come in, knowing them by name. And so I quickly learned like, Hey, like some of this is inevitable, right? Like, yeah. But can we cut, you know, are there little things we can do to cut that down and, um, uh, and, and make more of an impact where yeah, this, is, good. this is essential? Mm -hmm. and, and so then when you're getting people, what was the primary way that you were getting people to come to your gym originally? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. So I, I've, we have a really great location on Divine Street. It's nestled in the Shandon community. 
Um, the University of South Carolina is is right down the street. So between the students and uh, you know the faculty and staff, and you've got a constant flux of people coming in and out of that area. Uh, one thing we really loved about that location is we, we we always said it had a protected market space, and what we meant by that was there's not a, a, a any uh, land or any buildings you can really go in as another gym and say, hey, let's put a 10,000-square-foot building because right. then you have to support it with parking if you find that. Right. And so we said, wow, this really works well. People walk to the facility. People bike to the facility. It's pedestrian-friendly. Like, So it had all those things, and um, it's why today it, it still uh, you know, does extremely well. So, so yeah. then – and I'm sure it's a little bit cyclical because all the students are here in certain months of the year. Totally. And even when I was looking back at January of this year, we roll into the, the where we're working out, but we roll in and uh, my daughter is seven. She'll be like, oh, it's busy today. It's January 1st. Everyone's doing their thing. Totally. And then she's like, man, when is it going to be less busy so we can park closer? I have more access. And I'm like, yeah. probably around, you know, mid-February, early yeah. February, everything's going to settle down. Although... For me, it's felt like that hasn't happened as much in the last few years. So I don't know if that's just me noticing that or if it's actually a trend where there's less of a burst in January and then all the fall off in February and March. Sure. Um, I think we I think fitness has become more of a thing than it used to be uh, in popularity um, and, and people have their own way of exercising. And um, I, I would totally agree with that. I, I think we used to see a just you know, huge jump at the beginning of January, and then all of a sudden it fell off. And over the last couple of years, to be honest with you, I've seen more of you. January always tends to be a peak, but we've had other months. Um, I actually remember looking back; it was either last year, or the year before, or maybe it was uh, shortly right after COVID. But we had a July that outdid our January in new membership numbers, wow. which was so cool to see. Yeah, you know the Columbia heat may have something to do yeah, with that. Yeah. Uh, people melting outside, but it's an interesting phenomenon to think about that because we I, we've even seen that too, where it used to be there were certain months that were just always this is going to be our big month because this is when everybody decides to do it, and it's not it's not really like that anymore. We don't really right. know. Yeah, interesting. What and then as far as you mentioned, are you franchising Basecamp? Like this was your guys' concept, or is is Basecamp a franchise that you guys purchased? Great, yeah, great question. So, uh, Basecamp and Anytime Fitness are owned by Self Esteem Brands. Self Esteem Brands is the parent company that uh, franchises. Um, Anytime gotcha. Fitness was their their baby and their their product, and then they started looking into other franchises and purchasing those. Um, one cool thing about Basecamp, it's uh, Nick Swernum started Basecamp Fitness out of California. He's actually the owner of, uh, uh, was the owner of Zapposhoes.com. Oh, yeah. And so the concept was really built around training MMA fighters because of the fast-paced, quick workout, the assault bikes. Um, they had boxing and just the quick pacing. That was the, the design of it. And then over the years, it uh, grew, and, the, and they cleaned it up a little bit, and um, – uh, self-esteem brands came uh, knocking on their door and said, Hey, we're really trying to get in the group fitness space. We like this product yeah. and we, we can market and, and, and franchise this. And, and uh, probably in 2018, I think they acquired it and then, or 19 and then got to a franchising point. Gotcha. 2021. So, and then the, what's the next closest one? There's one here in Columbia and then. Yeah, great question. So we're growing fast. There's 20 territories that got sold in Florida uh, probably six, eight months ago. Uh, we have a couple in California, three or four in California, Minnesota. They just opened one up in Oviedo, Florida this week. Yeah. Uh, they'll open up another one. Troy, Michigan opened about a week ago. So they are, they're taking off. Um, but as far as locations go, we were the first one on the East coast. Nice. Uh, the Charleston territory has been bought and, uh, there's a, a gentleman and his wife who will open three in the Charleston area. Wow. Um, so we're excited about that. Greenville. You got to have your eye on Greenville then. Yeah. 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 You don't, can't tell all my secrets here though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I love Greenville. It, it, uh, Greenville's a market that reminds me a lot of Columbia. Yeah. And even Asheville, I would imagine Charlotte is the Charlotte market bought. Charlotte market's not uh, a great market as well. Super populated. And, and, um, 
we always look at when we get to a, a market like that, like what is the competition, how saturated is the market, yeah. uh, which is important. And is that what you're, I guess, one, let's describe to the listeners that, that haven't been to Basecamp, the, just the style. Sure. Kind of walk through that for us. Absolutely. Um, so Basecamp is a 35-minute um, high-intensity, what we call functional training workout. You'll hear a lot of HIT high-intensity interval training. And so we like to, to throw in the word functional because we you do a lot of functional movements. Um, we alternate one minute on an assault bike, a friendlier name of that is what I call an air fan bike. So it just blows blows air in your face and cools you down as you work out. But uh, for a minute, and then you jump to the floor and do strength for a minute, um, and, and you're one minute on, one minute off. And the idea with Basecamp is to push for a higher intensity for a shorter amount of time. So we often use the words effective and efficient. So you can go at a higher, um, you can get your heart rate up a little higher, you can push harder in that. And then we do a 10-minute core stretch optional, which a uh, 35 minute workout, 10 minute optional core stretch portion, um, have different focuses for different days. So upper, lower, full body, nice strength day, cardio day, the mix there. And it's class style, like group fitness, as you mentioned. Totally. Yeah. Um, kind of describe that, the learning curve coming from anytime fitness and kind of that model and then going yes. into group fitness. What was that? Like? Yeah. I, I love this question. I'm glad you asked it because most people would look at Anytime Fitness and go, okay, so he's in fitness. He's opening another fitness studio. Yeah. So very similar. And um, it, it's so different. I, it's, it's funny. I was on the phone with my manager at Anytime Fitness probably an hour before I got in. And I was just, th we were talking about some things and some um, some shift changes and, and coverages. And it's just a whole nother dynamic. Right. Um, you know, the difference with Anytime Fitness is the cool thing is, is, is we, we have a manager, we have trainers. Uh, one manager can kind of run the show. The trainers train the people. Um, the place can operate 24-7, and the luxury is I give you a key fob. The doors are locked. It's safe and secure. There's security systems in place, lights on. With Basecamp Fitness, there's a little bit more hands-on deck. Uh, we run 47 classes a week. Um, today, uh, we run nine classes. So uh, we open the door. Somebody has to be there around 445. We run a coach to teach the class. And we also run somebody to run the front operation. So uh, our morning classes are the busiest. And yeah. so there's a lot of attention there. Um, and so staffing it from right. 4.45 in the morning until 7.30 at night is in itself. I was wondering, so say you have a trainer or somebody that calls off at the 4.45. Yeah. Is that, are you getting a phone call at 3.30? Yeah, great what's that question. Like? Right. So you, you know, Tom as an owner, it's always on your back, yeah. so be prepared, right? right. Um, I'm a heavy sleeper. My wife's not, so she she's always uh, trained to tap me on the shoulder and wake me up if need be. But um, great question. Some of our front house staff is are also coaches, so they could transition in that. So having two people That's come in the nice, door is yeah. nice. Um, not always the case, but um, when we typically build out a schedule, we we usually go to, okay, who's the backup? And who is, you know, if if this person teaches this morning and they're off this morning, we know they're still probably available in an emergency nice. situation. Mm -hmm. okay. So just, just identifying that. And to that, what, what sort of things do you look for in trainers? Like what does your yeah. interview process look like? Do you make them do like bicep curls or yeah. any yeah. fitness testing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. So two sides of the fence, right? We, uh, so anytime fitness, I'm going to jump over to that. Um, you know, that is a, a more one-on-one -on -one approach where uh, you're outside of a classroom, you're, you're more isolated, it's slower paced, it's individualized. The, 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 the workout itself and program is built for the individual to meet them exactly where they're at. The programming for base camp is, is done in itself and then the coaches have the ability to put their own spice on the workout to add options. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, and honestly, the funnest, you know, probably what I've enjoyed the most uh, is uh, kind of what I did when I sat here is kind of got this mic close to my mouth. But to be honest with you, we bring a coach in, we, we want to see fitness experience first and foremost. Um, and then do they have a certification, which is super important, right? Do right. they know what they're talking about when they're describing these movements? Because they're teaching a class of 38 people. Right. Um, we, uh, every coach is mic'd up. Uh, so our classes are, we have a wireless headset. 
so they have to put on a mic. Uh, we have a process where they come on and they give a pre-class announcement. They uh, hit play and the workout stops and uh, they're navigating and moving a room and controlling chaos and every minute people are moving around the room. Yeah. So the ability to command the room, adapt, and honestly, um, you know, some people have never put on a mic right. and said, hey, let me let me be the voice for 45 minutes and motivate you. And and so that's um, one question we ask them the, out of the gate is, hey, have you ever been on a mic? And, and we either get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I don't know, that's that's right. new to me. So, um, okay. and, and some of the, so, so some of the coaches, because you put on the app, who's coaching which day, right? Totally. So in, and even like my wife and I, we like different types of workouts. So she'll be like, oh, I like someone that yells at me a little bit or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. or tells me, I know you could do better. She yeah. needs like motivation side. Whereas right. I generally like a person who's, maybe not doing that quite as much totally. or, or is she like someone who's funnier? I like someone who's more serious. I don't, everyone yeah. has their own preferences, I yeah. think, which is normal. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious if you're looking at the numbers with coaches each, each week and saying, Hey, this class is Susie is packed all the time. Sure. We need to go to trainings with Mary to yeah. make sure our classes are full too. Right. Uh, no, that's a, that's a, a great question. And honestly, when we opened the facility, that was my mindset that, you know, we would see that, and, and the reality has been with us, and this is just a testament to to our team and our coaches, that certainly we don't want every coach to be the same. I want, uh, you know, Susie to have her own personality and own funk and own spice to the workout. Yeah. Uh, what we've seen is consistency amongst the workouts that we deliver, and people really show up because they're getting a good workout, whether it's John or Susie coaching, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, that's, that's what we want to see. Um, the usage stays pretty consistently. We've, we've thrown a brand new coach on the mic before at a certain time and people show up cause that's their time. Yep. Yeah. And if, if we can deliver the experience, then the person, uh, matters, but it's, it's, uh, it's not as, you know, I get it. And that's our, and that's our goal too in the chiropractic world is we want someone to just walk into any of our clinics and just yeah. not worry about it because they know they're going to get a great adjustment, great experience. Uh, but I, I think it's not an easy thing to do right. either. I think that's business experience and years of figuring it out and going through it to figure that out. Totally. Uh, so, so what, I guess with that, do you, how do you guys celebrate wins for people, whether it's your yeah. even team or for your, your clients, What's your process of making that fun and, and high five? You give them yeah, a high the five, high five and a slow yeah. motion hug. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it. I think it always begins uh, at the very beginning of somebody's uh, fitness journey, right? Like uh, somebody's name is is the most important thing to them, right? The recognition 100%. that you know somebody. So first and foremost, just calling somebody by name is is giving them that welcome. Um, that they need and yeah. that they're, they're, they're recognized, you know, who they are, uh, going into the studio, uh, how do we, we celebrate these, uh, little wins and, um, you know, we don't, we don't build those wins around, Hey, let's try to lose this amount of weight or hit this, hit this, you know, marker on the bike or whatever. But, um, we have a program called a strong start program at base camp, which, uh, basically we celebrate, uh, your, when you meet your commitment of classes in your first month, if you sign up for four classes, uh, you hit your fourth class, eight classes, you hit your eighth class or unlimited. We hit, we call that 10, um, during that class, that 10th class, the eighth class, the fourth class, the coach gives a, uh, subtle, uh, celebration of, you know, Hey Tom, congratulations. You fit your 10th class in your first month. We're going to do an all out, you know, sprint for that big celebration, we give t-shirts. We have a lot of t-shirts, nice. a lot of free t-shirts at base camp. Yeah. And so, um, just a, just a moment there to, to celebrate, Hey, you know, when you signed up, you made this commitment, you met it, here's a t-shirt, here's a high five. And then let's get together at the end, get a fun picture. And, um, you know, let's make sure that, that this, we can keep this consistency in nice. this fun environment and community. So. so, and then tracking wise, you guys, what, what all are you tracking for patient or patients, clients, Yep. are you looking at, of course, the number of classes, but then do you do any metrics within their like heart rate and yeah. body fat and all that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, the neat thing with Basecamp and anytime fitness has built a really, really cool app 
Um, I'm going to go to Anytime Fitness first because um, they've, they're have they a little further along in the, you know, the integration of, of what they have. But we've got a really cool app now that when you sign up, you put in all your personal information, what your goals are, and literally it'll spit out and develop a plan for you. And then the app is uh, can be connected to uh, either – it's an eVolt scanner, which uh, we have an in-body scan. Mm-hmm. And that can connect to that. So when they get on that body scanner, if they want to see some progress and goals, it spits it out and makes recommendations, nutrition recommendations for, for, for them. So it's a really cool way to, to track it if you are somebody that needs those. Like, hey, you know, where's my progress? You know, is what I'm doing working? Yeah. That's, that's what they want to know. Uh, Basecamp has uh, an, an Apple Watch uh, uh, app that is built into the, the booking system that basically two touches of a button, one, two, uh, you start your workout. It's, uh, it gives you all your heart rate zones. Uh, we have a thing called Basecamp points, which are based on different metrics um, that you can accumulate and you can save that workout. It's in the app. Uh, right where you book your classes and it it allows you to kind of judge like you know uh, the workout that day and was it more cardiovascular intensive or um, you know did did you push you know a little more with the weights that day or or whatever it may be so nice um, nice and you guys you said you opened in 2021 base camp april of 20 21 yeah was that weird in the because we were still in the middle of the covid stuff what yep. made you guys think yep. that that was a good idea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was also hopeful you would ask this question <laughs> so before i i bought uh base camp fitness i was uh in my office at anytime fitness uh i want to say it was sometime around the middle of april of 2020 so at that time, the gym was closed, like my lights were shut yeah. off at the gym. And for about a year, once I found out they were franchising Basecamp, I put my name in the hat and said, I'm super interested in this. I'd love to get into the group fitness space. Like, put me at the top of your list. I want a, want a phone call. Yeah. I got a phone call. I was doing some office work, a little bit of that, <laughs> and uh the girl called me from corporate and she goes, Hey, I was just calling. Uh, do you have a second? I said, well, you know, my gym's closed. It's, you know, we're in the middle yeah. of COVID. So you <laughs> yeah. can talk my ear off right, right now. And so she said, well, this is a really, you know, I know this is an interesting time, but also a good opportunity because we're really giving some good deals and we're just getting this thing started. And so I said, Hey, uh, you know, all right, I'm, I'm all ears and, and, um, and uh, so at that point, uh, started looking into uh, base camp and um, just uh, you know seeing the seeing how it would work, could it right. work? And then honestly taking a bet that on the other side of COVID, there would be this like surge of people, surge yeah. and eagerness. And July the fifth, yeah. uh, me and my business partner Suzanne bought base camp and. Um, I brought her on board. She was a big part of my team uh, with any time. And so um, we we kind of looked at each other and said, hey, we're, we're going to do this. Um, at that point, I think in the uh, probably May, uh, the gyms had, had started opening back post-COVID. And what I saw was like a, not, a beat down of the door. Yeah. And I said, people are craving this. Like you took it away. Right. And I was like, this thing is going to gonna surge. Um so we bought it, and, and we uh, found a lease. We, we got a spot. And January 1st, 2021, we started what we call the pre-sale process. And to be honest, looking back, that it, it happened to, to be the best thing that happened because what did happen was people had still left the gyms that they were at right. because they were taking pre- precautions for right. COVID. So what we had were were sitting ducks, yeah. To go, hey, this thing is 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 we're we're getting closer. You know, vaccines are yeah, coming out. Yeah, People yeah. are just feeling more comfortable. And what we kept hearing was, you know, as soon as vaccines come out, you know, it's it's game open. time, right? We're ready to get get going. And so um, that gave us an opportunity to. Uh, you know, reach out to people, do marketing, make phone calls. Uh, we uh, opened in April 19th, 2021. So we had about three and a half months of pre-sale. 
uh, during yeah. that period. Uh, and we hired a girl, Whitney, and I'll give her a big shout out here because she was such an integral part of our, our team and onboarding. We, we brought her down from Wisconsin. Um, and uh, we opened the door with over 300 members. Wow. That's insane. That is insane. And so uh, it still blows my mind to this day. Yeah. Um, we did pop-up workouts at a um, Rosewood Baptist church gym. The, the church had shut down. They are redeveloping it. And uh, we rented the—we were in a basketball court, and we had bikes and uh, a TV and, and weights in there. And we bring people by for a free workout yeah, yeah. to say, see what it is. And so uh, people would come in, friends would come in, groups of eight or ten people, and be like, wow, this is this is neat. We yeah. were excited about what's to come. And, again, we had those individuals who just said, you know, I'm not, not really working out anywhere right now. And as soon as, you know, April comes around, that's a perfect opportunity for, for me to get back into something. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's interesting because we, as a, as a team at Columbia Family Chiropractic, we went to probably – eight different gyms, 10 different gyms and worked out. And it was all kind of the same thing. And I was, and part of it was even me. I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't have a gym membership anywhere. I want to try something different. And, um, it was interesting to see how many of our staff ended up staying at base camp. And it wasn't just like they were looking for anywhere. It was like, they'd been to 10 different places in the last three months and then decided to stay there. So I'm curious what it is about the workout that you think is different. Do you think it's the 35 minutes? Do you think it's the assault bike? Do you think it's location? I don't, I'm, and I'm just curious why you think it yeah. has that factor right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. So I think people, you know, there's, there's two sides of the fence and going back to, uh, you know, a question, um, you know, group fitness versus individualized yeah. going to the gym, doing the, your own thing. Um, I think there's two sides of the fence. Those that are more self-motivated, that like the ability to go in, do their own thing on their own time, at their own pace, uh, those folks opt for a traditional gym, and that works for them. And if, if that's where their consistency is, that that's a win. And then there's folks that have tried that or maybe not tried that who go, hey, I just thrive better in a group setting yeah. with a community, with people around me. I just push myself harder. You know, if they've had an experience doing it by themselves and doing it with a group, they go, hey, groups where I need to be. Um, and with base camp, uh, to answer your question, uh, the assault bike allows you, it's a, it's a low impact form of cardio that in 10 seconds, moving your arms and your legs, you get a full body cardiovascular benefit mm-hmm. where your heart rate can get up to max just like that. Yeah. And what I think people really love about it is how high they can get their heart rate up in such a quick manner without the impact. And what we often hear and, and not, you know, don't want to call out other f- places, but other places can, can the cardio piece can have that form of impact. Right. And so that, that may not be what they're, they're looking for. And then the second piece is, is the strength piece. So we, we generally say we're 50% cardio, 50% strength. And so with base camp, you see a lot more functional movements, like movements that you see a Turkish get up in a, and it's one of our strength right. movements. And so that's not a common movement. And teaching people to move how they move day to day and to, to, to make them stronger um, makes them better at the things that they want to do, whether that's golfing or, or, you know, swimming or playing with the kids. And so um, having the instructor in the room that can provide what we call harder, easier, better options, yeah. right? Um, if, if you have that avid athlete, we want to be able to give you that option, right? And if you're that beginner, we want to be like, hey, ins- instead of that jump right here, we're going to teach you how to step it out. And that's that's great because if you keep your body moving at the end of the day, that that's, that's you know, what we're going to high five. Yep. Nice. What kind of gym attire do you recommend? Has anybody yeah. gone shirtless at your at your gym? You know, we've had that oh, question asked. Question. We, we Actually, did have yeah, that going, question asked. Wait, split like that guys and girls too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's also a good yeah. question. So, um, yes, yeah, we we've been asked once or twice about the shirtless thing. We we do like for our members to be uh, clothed. Number one, yeah. male. Randy's and, a big tank top guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tank tops are good. How about swim trunks? He swim, likes he does swim trunks. Short too. shorts. You know, um, swim trunks could be, we would allow that. Yeah. (laughs) They're board shorts. They're not swim trunks. They're board shorts. (laughs) And then two or three chain necklaces. What what do you prefer with that? No, no, I wear that when I go out. Yeah. yeah. 
We can we can swing. We can cut her. I wear a chain necklace to dinner. We can swing the chain necklace just as long as not making a lot of noise. But somebody wanted to go shirtless. We've had, yeah, like, we had that question asked, uh, you know, in the last year. And, um, you know, it, it was a male and, and he, he was, uh, hey, it's not a deal breaker for me, but I just want to know. So he, he had a great approach to yeah. it. And, and I'm sure he was fit, right? Yeah, You're not getting yeah, that from the guys no. overweight. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you, you know, if you come in with that confidence, yeah. then, right, you've been doing something and. Uh, right. You have that self confidence. I love that right when he yeah, right when he comes, he's like, All right, it's not a deal breaker, but can I take my shirt well, off? To ask in advance is kinda nice yeah. too, because I would I would think most people would just take their shirt off yeah, and make and you see. tell them they need right, to put right. it back on. Well, the 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 climate is sixty nine degrees in the room. We we run two dehumidifiers um to keep that um humidity level down and yeah. comfortable. That's comfortable. good. So and what like Peloton? I guess this would be more the self-motivated people. Did that? Do you see that being like where fitness is going, or do you think that, like in your opinion, over the next five to ten years, what do you see happening in the fitness space? Totally. Uh, and, and I'll admit, I have a Peloton bike and treadmill, so yeah. I'm, I'm a user. We have three Pelotons at any time. Fitness. They should pay me commission yes. for the amount of bikes that I've sold from people that have gotten right. on my bikes, but. Um, you know, COVID gave people an opportunity to try at home fitness and it worked for a little bit yeah. and people realized, Hey, I can, I can get a good workout at home. And I think that lasted only so long and, but people thrive on in-person community interaction. And I, I think COVID presented an opportunity for us to see what it was when it was taken away yeah. because we've never had that. And so um, people crave that. And whether it's being in a gym by yourself, listening to your headphones, being in your zone, yeah, and seeing other people working out, to just get out of the house. For sure. Right? There's a nice team component to it, and there's a nice, like, you can make up your own story in your head. Like, sometimes I'll go into the gym and I'll go, they don't want it today. And I'll pick out random people <laughs> to make sure that my heart rate just beats them. <laughs> right, right, right. And they have no idea. <laughs> Love it, love it. But I do. I like that group. I like the group side of it. I like the tracking side of it. So you can you can kind of yeah. have that with with Peloton. Um, you know, there I think their stocks going down a lot from yeah. when they you know when they hit their their peak time. Um, they're still selling stuff. I mean, generally what we've seen is people that have gone, hey, yeah, you know, I, you know, when they come in, they call us and they're like, hey, I'm just I'm interested. We're like, hey, what sparked your interest? Well, I'm I'm, I'm working out at home. I have a Peloton and. You know, that's, that's kind of run its course. I, I think I just need more of a push because there's a complacency there yeah. that yep. becomes involved with yeah, that. And good. so they, um, I, I think there will always be, with technology, there will always be that, uh, you know, Peloton company, the mirror. Um, there's a boxing one. There's a couple right. of them, right? They go, hey, how can we, how can we bring the fitness fun part in your house? And I think, there's a lot of cool ways you can do it, but in, unless, you're, have to be unless you're packing yourself. 10 friends over at your house right. and crowding the den space, uh, I don't see a way that that's yeah, going to be bigger tough. bigger mm-hmm. than it is. And one of the things that I love about going to a gym is there's other people there who are usually fitter than you, so it makes or fitter than me. So when I was working out at home during COVID, it was like, I thought I was pretty hot stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm lifting all the weights that I have. Man, I'm good. way up. I just look so good in this mirror. Uh, but then I, but then after a little while, I realized, oh, I go, you know, if I can bench press 250, I think I'm pretty hot until the guy beside me at the gym is doing 350 or 375. And it kind of brings me back to like, oh, I'm not, I'm not hitting my potential when I'm just sitting in my house comparing myself to myself. Sometimes I have to go see like, oh, other people are doing more. Totally. So I'm sure there's a component of that in, at base camp that isn't at any time. Um, but I, is there, is there people who are just like, they walk in the door and they're like, these people are way too fit. I'm out of here. I just can't do this. No, I think, um, one thing I love about both, uh, um, both places between any time and base camp that I will say that I can, I can speak with confidence on is you can go in both places and see a good ratio of male to female, 15 to 75 right. 80 and the thing i love about um anytime it's always had that co-ed 
um, where you walk in and somebody can find themselves there. And that's what people want to see, right? Yeah. When they walk in the place, you know, oh, you know, that guy looks like yes, me. Or that, that's, that, I'm trying to work out, and that's exactly the, you know, what I'm trying to do. And the same thing with base camp. I think it carries a um, stigma that, oh, you know, I don't know if I can keep up in class. I don't know if I can do that high intensity workout. That sounds intimidating. Uh, but once we bring somebody in, that's, you know, my favorite part about the job is is bringing that person in that's 50, 60, or 20 and have never worked out and being like, I don't know if I can keep up with these people. And let, you know, it's it's you versus you today, right? Mm-hmm. And and let's you're you find your you find your pace and that's that's what we're gonna do today. Yep. How do you guys select music? Yeah, great question. What's the- um, anytime we have a system called RockBot, it's like a, a, a DJ platform. You can look it up, um, and, and they play music. We can select stations. We can select like time frames of stations. So at nine o'clock at night, if you want to program that sucker to be like slow R and B, you can. Or if you want it to to rage late at night, you can do that as well. RockBot. RockBot. That's the anytime rock fitness. Bot. Yeah, RockBot. Yeah. So with Basecamp, uh, it's a, uh, a DJ that I've, I've yet to meet somewhere out there um, that uh, corporate uh, uses, and they have certain, you know, things, beats per minute that the songs need to be at. They want to mix up the, gotcha. the, the stuff. The cool thing with that is we run off an iPad, and the programming's built into that, and, and my coach can hit play. There's a 15 minutes pre-class music. Yeah. When they hit play, they hit forward, that 10-second countdown's on, boom, it starts. Automated, yeah. Automated. And so what it does is it takes the coach out of thinking about messing with the music. Because the last thing I want to do is have my coach thinking about the music. Right, what song to play next. The music or, should yeah. motivate. The beat's always going to be high. But I want them focusing on the class, right? Like the people, like you know, motivating the people, helping the people, um, and, and coaching where does one train to be more motivational? Like, are, are do you guys have scripting on like, hey, say empty the tanks at nope. a certain point? Or- <laughs> no, no, yeah, great you question. Can yeah. You can do better than that. Yeah. Do one more. <laughs> that's a, that's a really good question. Um, we with with Basecamp, we've always felt like you don't follow a script, right? We're gonna give you the. We're going to give you the the guide, right? Like there's going to be a, a, a pre-class, right? There's going to be, you know, starting people out. We have programming for each day. Some programming may be more bike involved. Some may be more on the floor. Yeah. Um, and part of onboarding a new coach is, is teaching them these steps and processes. But I think this starts at the very beginning when we have somebody come in, say, hey, th- throw a mic on. Teach me something. Right. Not base camp. You don't know it, but. Just teach me something. Right. And hearing, can they talk through that and, and, and hearing some of that motivational talk? I, I feel like it's something that some people just have it. Yeah. Right? And other people are still motivating in a different way. They just may not have those one-liners. Right. Gotcha. Have you ever had to tell someone to not say something on the mic anymore? <laughs> like they, they say they're using a su- certain word that's yeah. just, you know, maybe not a bad <laughs> know, word, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. a word that is weird. You know, typically what we see the most of was, you know, is just a lot of uh, repetitiveness. If if we do out of the beginning, just because if you're new to it or the coaching, you you may be saying a lot of words. I say empty the tank fifty em- times. Empty the tank. Empty the tank. We I don't know if we've ever said empty the tank, but I'm gonna throw that in the hat because we it could be that. Yeah, you know, right. empty the tank. Is there any hope for you've met Brett? Yeah. Um, would he be a good fit in the gym? Like, is there a way to put muscle on him? Because he's just yeah. really skinny and tall. No, I don't know. Yeah, we could start him out, with, you know, with some some muscle milk or something like yeah. that, and then um, he's got to eat different. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, but, but we uh, there, there's hope for you, Brett. There's yeah. hope for you. You just got to show up, big guy, and you got to move heavy weights to move heavy weights. That's right. That's right. You just got to <laughs> show up. Well, there is something that happens though, where you hit a certain age, and then all of a sudden you can put muscle on. I, I'm sure it happens because I remember being in chiropractic school, early mid twenties, lifting every single day as much as I could. And I just could not put on weight. I was 184 pounds and it, no matter what I did, I would eat like crazy. Yep. I would work out all day and I would just be like the exact thing. And even my wife looks back at pictures of me. She's like, oh, you're so tiny and so skinny. And I'm like, I just couldn't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden it hit where it was like, boom, I could put on 
10 pounds of muscle, 15 pounds of muscle, yeah. doing the same thing that I was doing before, but it was a little different because then if I ate wrong, I got fat yeah. quick too. So I'm curious where, where you think that falls or if you're seeing that transition in some people. Yeah, I really think a lot of it boils down to um, nutrition is a huge piece of it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we almost say like 90% of, of it is nutrition, mm -hmm. right? And 10% what you do in the gym. So it's like, well, should I go work out? Yeah, you should definitely go work mm -hmm. out. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's just how an individual trains, whether they're going for, you know, training for a progressive overload to build, you know, and, and strengthen each day, or they're going more for that cardiovascular benefit to keep that heart right. healthy and doing that weight in moderation that, that, you know, makes them feel toned and, and have some muscle. But, um, you know, what I hear most often in, in the last couple of years is, um, not really, Hey, I'm coming in here. Let me, let me, I really want to you know, get my bench press up or I really want to get to be, you know, where I was in high school, but it's just like, hey, I need to work out. I want to feel good, right? Mm -hmm. um, maintain a little bit of muscle, right? But I'm not trying to to walk around and flex all day long. So. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious yeah. what your, if you were to do metrics on Tom, Yeah. and sometimes this is like, this, yeah. we like this as an interview question, where would you put him at his bench? You think his I could, bicep yeah, what, curl, and then fine. let's say run. Let's say run, one mile one run. One mile run. Those are the three metrics. Okay, so one bench press. Bench press. Um, uh, I don't Look know. He's, yeah, he's, good he's, shoulders. He's, he's good shoulder, good posture when he's sitting up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give Tom, like, on the bench max, probably like 260. Yep. Two, That's good. 260. Really big. Yep. Okay. On the one mile run. I'm going. Um, I'm going seven seven minutes and in twenty to thirty seconds. It's almost spot. On. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be able to function after yeah, that, yeah. but I think he might be able to do that. It's almost spot on. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the fair. And then bicep curls. Uh, are we talking a barbell, a fixed barbell? Or are we talking a what do you dumbbells? normally do? Because you normally I do, do uh, dumbbells. Dumbbells like hammer curls or yeah. just like regular. Uh, like the max like you can do. Yep, just regular. With good form. Yeah. With good yeah, form. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say um, Tom can do probably 45 or 50, but probably like 40, 45. Repping, yep. Good. I mean, yeah. the guy's good it's at pretty good. I, here's, <laughs> and, and here's why that's interesting, because we've had personal trainers interview in our office before and yeah. ask them questions. Kind of to throw them off. Yeah, partially to see just if they're like sure. if they could joke if around ever and, and be before. normal, yeah, yeah. but then also to know if they understand speed and miles. So yeah. we and we had one time a personal trainer said something like he could run a four minute and Ooh. fifteen second mile, and we were like, "You don't understand how <laughs> you've never ran a mile in your life if you think he's running four miles." Um, and then even the bench press side of it, we had, well, we we had, had a girl people. pause for a really long time, <laughs> like and was like, no, no, like you talked like normal, like kind of talked through it and yeah, like yeah, yeah. joked around, but she just sat in dead just silence, staring at me for a minute. And we we posed it like, can we? Can I do more or less than two hundred pounds? So it wasn't like a yeah. come up with a number which would take longer. Sure. It was like, what do you do? You think he could do more or less than two hundred pounds? And she sat there for it was an awkward amount of time, and dead then silent, said, and then said. No, no, nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> at least she thought through that though, right? It was, I mean, she was serious about it. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Um, I guess so, so to wrap up, what's the easiest way for people to check you out at Anytime Fitness or at Base Camp and, and find you guys, totally. Instagram, websites, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. So we try to be very active on social, which is kind of the name of the game. You can Google us, uh, Anytime Fitness on Divine Street is our location, Base Camp Fitness. Uh, on Millwood, they're 0.3 miles away from each other. So if you're trying to decide if group fitness is for you or maybe just the gym is for you, they're, they're both uh, right around the corner, so you have the luxury of that if you're downtown. Um, uh, we do a, a, a seven-day trial period at Anytime Fitness where it's like, hey, let me see if this place is for me. Get a key fob, come in, try it out, kick the tires, get on the equipment. Let's let's see if that's that's your jam. And then with with base camp, it's just all about filling the workout, right? Like I can't take somebody on a tour and say this is what it's going to do, but hop in a hop in a free class. We'll give you the opportunity to 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 kick the tires, test yeah. it out and 
you tell me how the workout feels. Nice. And is it best for them to reach out to you on Instagram? I think yeah. originally when I started, um, yeah. one of your staff, I probably Whitney, yeah, Whitney. um, yeah. reached out to me and, and yeah. was saying like, Hey, you want to come check it out? We love Instagram and we love the ability to connect there. We, we do have people reach out to us on Instagram and say, Hey, I, I, I love your stuff. I'd love to try a free class. And we, we help connect them the, the dots and say, here's the class times X, Y, Z. You can go to our website and book a class, self book a class at nine o'clock at night. You can book a class for seven 30 the next morning, Sweet. which is an easy hands-off way. Uh, we always like to talk to people before they come in just so they know, like, you know, uh, if, if they have a, a leg that's bad and they're coming on a leg day, let's let's maybe start with an upper body day first, right. right? And so it's always good to know a little bit before they come in. We don't need to know a life story or dissect that, but, um, you know, just, just a little bit. And then your website is Basecamp Fitness. So BasecampFitness.com, and then you get on there and you can find our location and, and it'll, you know, URL will, will, will be Columbia. Anytime fitness... You know, Google is such a way now that it knows your location. So you type in Anytime Fitness and boom, we pop sure, up Dearmine yep. Street at the top. So so that's a that's a great way to find us and check us out. And, um, you know, I am a big, still a big part of both facilities. Basecamp, I'm there day to day. Anytime I am uh, connected with my uh, manager. And so we're really have always been committed to the to the to the member. And making sure that experience uh, is is a plus. Nice. And then, is there anyone in Columbia that you think we should have on the podcast? Either a maybe a, they could either be a client or they could be one of your friends. I don't know how gym owners if they are like yeah get yeah. together you know or what? other businesses. I was businesses. thinking about this today, and um, you know, other yeah, I, I love you know in as fitness owners, we do love connecting with others in town. There's a lot of people that do a lot of different things well. And, um, uh, so, so you're asking for a, another a potential, another, who do you think would be cool to have on this podcast? The hottest podcast, the Columbia's the, hottest, podcast. the Columbia's hottest yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, an interesting uh, concept and, uh, plays into health and fitness is the cryotherapy. Oh yeah. And, uh, John hooks is a guy who actually lives, I think in the Northeast. Yep. And uh, John, I think, came from the, he can confirm this, I think he came from the Wasteman, waste yeah. management business. Do you know, John? Yep, we had him on. He's, 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 been, already, on he's been on the hottest podcast. He might have helped you get on here, actually. John might have recommended <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, he I'll, is a great guy. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, give you guy. An, I'll give you yeah. another guy that I uh, uh, think highly of, John. Um, uh, Tracy, Tracy Sturzberg, and John, Jonathan Kunze have yes. profiled their there's there's some good names in the fitness yeah. uh, or nutrition space and then um uh jason brunson athletes arena great guy super knowledgeable he's i doing, love it. he's name, a, you're naming all of our yes we've we had, had Kunzi on and brunson good. have you had brunson on yeah, yeah. yeah. okay I'll, I'll go to my my phone but these are all great people then yeah so. yeah it's been amazing good all right cool great. all right well we appreciate it thanks Absolutely. for your time thanks all for right having go me. check out yeah. base camp awesome we're here for the health of it. For the health of it.